0: Welcome to The Self You Seek with Dr. Brendan. This podcast might just change your life. I'm Dr. Brendan Doherty, a medical doctor, psychiatrist, business owner, inner guidance coach, and fitness fanatic. On this show, I explore topics and engage with individuals to help you unlock your full potential. My mission is to support your journey towards self actualization, complete well being, and a life aligned with your authentic needs. There will be actionable insights, inspiring stories, and I will lean into my curiosity to get the story behind the person, understanding the deep truths and expertise of our guests. Get ready to feel empowered, and if you desire, some information that might just change your life. And a quick reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for medical or mental health advice and should not be treated as such. The content here is for informational purposes only. Always consult with qualified medical and therapeutic professionals before making decisions related to your health and mental well-being. And now for the show. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Self You Seek. This is the first series called Recipes Change. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. It's taken a long time to Get myself organized to do a podcast, but it's lovely for you to join us. And we have a killer first season on recipes for change. We're going to talk about radical change, we're going to talk about incremental change, psychedelic and plant based medicine, and we're going to talk about talking therapies. And we're going to talk about acceptance. And we'll be having interviews in between that with very interesting and excellent guests. Joining us. For these first episodes is my great friend and colleague
1: richard brown uh richard welcome to the show thanks very much for having me here brendan and uh yeah thank you to everyone who's listening i know what you're thinking just what the world needs is another podcast with two white guys in glasses having a conversation but i trust trust me when i say this one will be different and i think there's going to be some uh, some very good discussion um hopefully we both learn a lot of things along this journey i know i'm looking forward to hearing a lot more about these topics that uh, dr dowett here has has put together so yeah very excited yes and we're going to invoke our
0: rational and non-rational sides our masculine feminine all the balance we're here to bring you a take on it from people that are in the industry but also bring ourselves to it, and we're just very stoked that you're tuning in. So thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to echo that, I think it's I think that the one of the things that people may enjoy is that whilst we both uh, come from a similar background in terms of the industry that we work in, I think we both have a we have some differences in in our worldviews and in in our approaches. So I think that will hopefully lend itself for some interesting listening so a couple of hot takes here and there and there so yeah let's yeah, get to of, it a bit of spiciness yeah a bit of grappling i think that's that's what we're we're both here for now grappling with the big stuff so so let's get it let's get it underway as uh, dr Dirty uh mentioned my name is richard brown uh i'm a therapist uh based out of adelaide south australia um my clientele are men uh, for the most part um it's a uh, and yeah, men's health and men's mental health is something that I'm very passionate about myself, alongside Brendan. So yeah, I think this is this is going to be a very good space uh, for both of us to, to really delve into some topics that we're both really, really passionate about. And uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, well, it's really great to have you here. I will just make it clear that the podcast is not just for men, it's for women just as well. But I think you have that unique take on men's health.
1: And, and obviously we're both men so it's you know for those who are only listening um if you have pictured a white therapist with glasses who's a man that's me and uh so i <laughs> i am uh you know speaking from a very typical podcast lens but I, i'm sure that you know we can we can uh, both offer some insights for all of our listeners out there yeah fantastic and just a say a little bit more about
0: myself. Uh, my name is Brendan, uh, Brendan Doherty. I'm a psychiatrist, a medical doctor. Um, I do a bit of coaching now. I'm a fitness fanatic and I really, you know, I've done a lot of sort of personal development work over the years and I love just blending all of this. And that's one of the big reasons why I'm bringing this podcast to you because the medical world is amazing and it's brought so much to society, but it is one particular lens. And it focuses more on getting to sort of a basic level of health and in crises and emergencies and getting rid of, you know, particular symptoms, but to get to a place of complete health and to get to a place where you really want to be in life, medicine doesn't really cover that. And psychiatry doesn't really as well. You know, therapies within psychiatry, yes, but psychiatry as a medical model, I don't really think so. Now, that's just my opinion, of course, but I like looking at it from all sorts of lenses, find all sorts of therapies uh, interesting and approaches. And so this is really about self-actualization. It's just about bringing you to your fullest potential, complete, uh, holistic health and well-being and you know, what is it that can your your unique talents that you can bring to your bring to the world? And so this first series called Change. Change is just something that people struggle with. very scary to change. So I thought I'd bring some some of my expertise to the podcast where we can talk about different types of change and how it will happen. And so you can just listen in if you want. You can enact, you know, you can get straight in there and do what we can. But we're just gonna talk through Different types of change. And today's episode is on radical change, a very exciting topic because it's radical, it's wild, you know, big things happen. And radical change is really important because where big things can happen. So it's where you are being courageous. Usually there might be a catalyst for that, but you're getting in there and you're not messing around, you're making big changes. And that's incredibly scary. So I'm gonna talk through how that might happen.
1: Probably the largest radical change that I made in my life was around about nine years ago um, I stopped drinking alcohol and um, and yeah, I think at the time it was something which um, I really struggled with, um, something which I felt was you know thrust upon me as opposed to a decision that I made for myself but something which, you know, nine years down the line has been, um, I think a really pivotal moment in my life. And I think one of those moments where, you know, there's a a fork, there was a fork in the road and, um, yeah, I went down, I went down the path of, of change and it's been something which I think has been a really foundational moment of my life. Um, so yeah, I thank
0: you so much for sharing that and that. That really is. That takes a lot of courage.
1: Um, but yeah, I think also um, it's uh, it's it has been a difficult subject, and also it's something which uh, I think the nature of addiction and and of uh, problem behaviours uh, is quite a fascinating topic as well. So it's something that I'm more than happy to talk to a bit more. Yeah, well, actually, it brings us to got well,
0: like a series of situation where radical change happens so let's talk through some of those actually the first one i'm wondering if it's related at all the very first one is what i'd call the rock bottom moment now i don't know if this applied Mm -hmm. to you or not but i'm just going to explain it for one second it's where it's like they call like dark night of the soul it's where something happens you're like my life is just at its worst and something freaking well has to change so this is often the catalyst for many people like it might be an addiction it might be a like a divorce it might be a death could be you know you're in jail could be anything um but somewhere where you've never reached the depths of this and it forces you to change is that related to you to your experience at all
1: yeah absolutely um i think you know looking looking back on uh my younger days uh i was somebody who you could probably class, te- uh, classify as a textbook binge drinker and um, you know i would pride myself on oh you know monday to thursday you know i don't i don't drink in the evenings i don't drink at home i don't drink by myself but like you know friday to sunday all bets are off you know like there was a point where you know things were just out of control, and um, and and when I would go out and would have a drink, it was never one drink. It was always there was always the the need to have that one more drink or chase that one more, and it puts so much strain on friendships, relationships, um, you know, finances, um, health, particularly health, and you know, health alongside, you know, relationships. And um yeah, I would say like my rock bottom moment um was uh yeah um I don't think I need to get into too many specific details um with regards to you know the actual uh, moment itself. But um yeah, I had been out, um I'd been out with some friends, um I had come back to Place I was staying, which was um, my, at the time, my brother-in-law's home. And I was drunk, you know, fell over uh, a must, Yeah, caused, caused like some damage and stuff like that. I just made a, you know, a, a bit of a fool of myself. And my wife at the time, and not my current wife, um, yeah, she had a fill of it. And um, basically had given me an ultimatum. At them about my drinking. And so, you know, um, when, particularly when it's, um, you know, a wife, a loved one, a partner, whoever it is, but someone who's close to you, um, who is, you know, who's asking you to make a choice um, out of, you know, for, for your own sake, because it was something that wasn't anything that I could control and um yeah it was a decision that was made then and um although me and my wife are, me and my wife at the time are, are no longer together i think it was one of the best things that ever happened to me and i think if you and particularly if you ask my friends my family and um, you know people who knew me when i was drinking regularly um, i think that they would probably concur as well
0: We are getting straight to the deep stuff here.
1: Straight into it. I love it. Love it. Yeah, this is the big stuff. This is the big stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually
0: hadn't heard that story from you before, and I'm really stoked, and I feel ashamed that I haven't. So thank you for sharing.
1: I think one of the important things as well to say is, and with this, um, for anyone who may have gone through a similar thing, um, or is thinking about a similar thing, is... um, when i say that you know i stopped drinking over 9 years ago and it was like october 2014 i think was when i stopped drinking um and um yeah in you know in in you know full full disclosure and for the purposes of you know being honest with you and also people listening um i decided to stop drinking then um bleh. I wouldn't say that it's been nine years since I've had a drink, if that makes sense. And I think people, if, if people who are familiar with you know models of addiction, and you know, and the like, or anyone who's you know tried to give something up, um, I stopped drinking nine years ago. I could probably count on maybe maybe two hands. I'd say I wouldn't say one hand. I'd say, but I would probably have a couple of fingers left over if I counted the times I drank since. And, you know, I think that going from going from someone who was, you know, out drinking 15, 16 drinks a night when I had the chance to, you know, I maybe have had a drink, you yeah, know, six or seven times uh, in, the, in, in nine years, I think I'll take that. Absolutely. I mean, radical change doesn't mean that you're not
0: going to slip up or try something new or give it a go. Yeah, like, it's, it's not really about... But
1: yeah. you like made the change, which is amazing. And I think it's important for people to hear that because um, I think that when people say, oh, I've given up drinking or I'm sober or et cetera, et cetera, whatever phrase you want to use. Um, if you, well, if you, I don't know would you'd say you use the word slip up, but if you were to have a drink, have a bet, eat that chocolate whatever it is, you don't go back to zero. And I think that's a really important thing that I'd like to to put out there. It's one of those things where it doesn't. The hard work does not just disappear. Um, and it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the change. And um, yeah, I think it's uh it's it's something which something which I've had to grapple with as well. Because I remember the first time I had a drink after giving up, and it had been. Maybe been a few years. And there was a huge amount of guilt in there in terms of like, oh no, like all of this hard work is, means nothing. And now that I'm a bit older and now that I've done my own work and blah, 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 yeah, it is the nature of the cycle. Some yeah. people complete abstinence. Um, and, but, but also there is that thing of it doesn't, you don't go back to zero.
0: Totally. And look, very important point. I also think that we should probably look at addiction at some stage on one of these episodes. Absolutely. Um, because it's such a, you know, it's an area of expertise, both as a therapist and someone who's been through it. I think it would be great. To 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: 100%. Um, thinking about your, you know, when radical change normally happens, from your experience, it seemed like it was a combination of the rock bottom moment and what I'd call a long overdue radical change, which is a buildup of, feeling that, like, what am I doing? Little by little, you're like, I'm still engaging in the same behavior. And then one day you're like, okay, fuck it, I'm going to change. So that's what I'd call long overdue radical change. So you you went through a combination. The other type, there's a few more on this list. Um, One that's quite, I find quite interesting. I'm in Bali at the moment. uh, And there's the near-death experience Which is a type of rock bottom moment. But when people go through a near-death experience with cancer or, you know, an accident or something like that, really profoundly affect them. And that can be the catalyst. And there's a couple of uh, short stories, anecdotes I'll I'll bring in about that. One is, he's a pretty famous guy, actually. He's an orthopedic surgeon called Anthony Jacoria. And some people might have heard of him. He was, he got struck by lightning. Nice. it's actually, it's maybe more of a biological change here, but I just want to bring it in because it's such a great story that it changed his brain, and then he's like, I just need to play the piano. He had an insatiable thirst to play the piano, and from that moment on, he practiced hours and hours a day. That actually, his wife got fed up with him, but he ended up being a concert pianist because he practiced so much, and he did that for the rest of his life. So that's kind of a, you know, maybe more of a biological change, but maybe he just really always wanted to play the piano and that was the catalyst. The other story that's quite... I mentioned Bali. there was an energetic healer that that I had the pleasure of meeting. He now has a one-year wait list and he charges the equivalent of about 10 bucks for a session. Very unassuming, but he used to be a bartender and he told me that he sort of went out doing... He was, you know, not very faithful. He was drinking all night and then he got into an accident and like a motor motorcycle accident and he didn't get a head injury as such but he did get head on the head but he had this realization that he needed to do something good with his life and he decided to be what they call an energetic healer now whether you believe in energetic healing or not this guy all of a sudden just opened up his little place in one of these tiny massage parlors and he does something that is pretty incredible because it's pretty rare to hear a one year waiting list for a massage therapist in Bali. Normally you can walk into any spa and get a massage, but this guy, I've had a massage and he does weird things and he predicts strange things about your life. Um but anyway, it took this near death experience for him to to do this. And I just thought that was a an
1: interesting story I'd want to story I'd like to share. And um, Brendan is someone who has undergone quite incredible radical change. I think the Brendan who I met in 2016 uh is um he's not a completely different person because there is a lot of the same brendan there um but in terms of his um professional i mean his professional world is completely different and his personal journey has been been very inspirational to to watch and observe and i'm not just saying that just because we're sitting here on a podcast um but yeah um Brendan from uh from psychiatrist in Sydney to coach psychiatrist and fitness fanatic in Bali tell us how did you get there I felt like
0: there were incremental leading to one big change but there were some radical changes so briefly the story is when we met I was in training for to be a psychiatrist and the whole process from medical school to being a psychiatrist is like depending on how you do it, 10 to 15 years. For me, it was like 13 years. Right, so it was a long haul. And I had this moment where I'd graduated, which was in about 2018, and brand new car, driving to work, great salary as doctors get often. I'm in Sydney, great city. I had good friends, I was in a good relationship. And... Some would say it kind of, you know, like kind of made it like you're safe. You've got a job, you're earning money, you're in a good city. Like it's, you're doing well. And I just felt like something was missing, like things weren't aligned. And so I knew I had to change. Like it's, I, I was, I love my colleagues. What your wife was one of them. Right. And.
1: Good save. <laughs> my wife actually drove Brendan to Bali for his radical change. Only joking. Only joking. joking. there. Um,
0: and I had to just make some changes. So I needed to get out of a big city that wasn't aligned. Eventually I moved to Darwin. I did change relationships and obviously moving to Darwin changes personal relationships as well. I started a business during the pandemic that allowed me to work remotely and to indulge business interests, not do fully clinical work. And I really wanted to live in nature and just experience holistic wellness a bit more because I felt like there was more to it than just um, the medical model that psychiatry offers, you know? And I want to say again that I really believe a lot in psychiatry and I still practice it, but I wanted more. And I was like, is this selfish? In the end, I don't think so because if you're not doing what you need to do for yourself. You're not going to be there for other people. And I do feel like I am there for other people now more. In what ways did you feel like you were being selfish? You know, it comes probably from my upbringing and the values that were instilled in me, but to really focus on yourself and do what you need when you've already got a good salary and like all the basics, you know, the bottom part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, security, food, job, money, shelter, even love. Um, It feels selfish to try and push up to the top, self-actualizing, to really align what it is that you want to do. Even though I didn't completely know, I just knew that I needed to change and I had some ideas about how to do that. So that's why, and it's been a bit of a struggle at times, but um, I feel very happy with where I'm at overall. Even though, you know, it's still life, there's still ups and downs. I'm in Bali, I'm more in nature. I feel, you know, we're doing this, this podcast. It's great. It's huge. Um, it feels very feels very exciting let me take us to a quick list of the benefits and the negatives or cons of radical change so this is kind of along these lines first of all, along the benefits it's efficient, it's time saving so if you know you need to make a change just do it, don't spend five years doing it so that's one possible thing Another is it can often be quite authentic and it can be led by intuition. There can be a deep knowing and if you really know it, often it's good to just get on with it. You can also harness momentum through radical change. So if you're making one change and it's working well, just keep going for it because you don't know where that's going to lead and life is short. Along the cons of radical change. So, it does require courage. This is not necessarily a con, but it can take a lot. And sometimes you're just not in that space to have that kind of courage. Like, there's too many other, like, pot plants being thrown at you that you just need to sort of go into your hole and be safe. And that's totally fine. And radical change might not be good for you. Another one is potential loss. And when you make change, just like I explained, you do lose relationships, jobs, money, whatever it is, like, you got to be ready for that and it does happen, and also there can be lots of collateral damage, so this is something to think about before you engage in it, that if you're making big changes, you're going to affect people and other things around you, so that can be a real con as well. There's also, it's good to think about like whether this is an impulse or this is aligned with your long-term goals, and if it's not, and it's just an impulse, that can be a negative. And finally, in your support structure, most people have some sort of support structure around them. And when you make radical change, you might be putting that in jeopardy. So it'd be good to think about what how this is going to affect those things that are popping you up, making you who you are, and whether you're going to lose those. Maybe that's okay, maybe it's not.
1: It is scary and I think it's it's something that should be Yeah, should be acknowledged here that like it's not one of those things that I am gonna to decide to Never eat meat again, or I am going to stop drinking, or I am going to stop smoking. And because there may be, you know, a lot of stuff that we get pleasure out of. I know when I, when I deal with clients, um, and I talk about um, if they have anything, any addiction issues, or if they're talking about um, things that you know they're thinking about giving up, we do spend a lot of time actually discussing. um, To your point on the other parts of this. You know what what is it that you get out of this and what is it that you know what do you get from this Um, and I you know to think about going back to when I was drinking like what did I get out of drinking well I would spend a lot of time with my friends I used to actually enjoy drinking I enjoyed the feeling of not getting blind drunk but like getting a bit tipsy Um, And, you know, that sort of that element of my social life, which was built around going to the pub. And that was a big thing. And that's the thing which I really struggled with a lot in the early days in terms of of what what I had lost. And to to your point in your list, you know, there is those things that you have to consider. And that's not me saying do not change. But it's also one of the realities of change. I think it's where we have sort of this almost like Hollywood image of like today is the last day I take drugs. And then they never took drugs again, and then they were happy. And um, it's not Unlike how it. life works. Yeah, it's not how life works. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's a cycle. It's a journey. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't give it a go and then learn from that. It's 100%. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I do hear voices out there, not voices in my head. I do hear people say out there, like... You know, just give the thing up. Or if you really want it, you can just do it. And, you know, well, maybe, but also like life is hard and choices are hard. And yeah, and lots of things in life are scary. So it was that easy. Everyone would have just done it, right? Like no one wants to be an addict. Exactly. Exactly. And and also that thing of like, yeah, there's, you know, things which are, you know, quote unquote bad for us (laughs) also bring us a hell of a lot of enjoyment. And sense of community and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah. There we go. My thoughts. Oh, thank you. It's um
0: with everything on this podcast, we want to be balanced at work. I'm gonna present, say, case radical change. Also present it against the case, but we're helping you add colour into how you think about this. Um that's that's what we're trying to do and hopefully demystifying it and making it easier for you to And we're going to get into now some ways in which you might actually approach medical change, but we're trying to make it easier for you,
1: like have a system about how to do it. And when you you start talking about change, when you start talking about the sort of subjects that we talk about, there is a lot of noise out there, which I feel is pretty unhelpful and unrealistic. So I'm here to bring you a good dose of realism.
0: Thank you. You can be the little realistic dude on the shoulder. And And I do uh, like the idea not... Radical change, but realistic radical change.
1: Yeah, really good. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm that. not. I'm not going to become a pilot tomorrow. I'm Connection. not going to win a gold medal at the Olympics in Paris next year. Well, you never know. You never know. I might, but I haven't entered for any competitions yet. Maybe modern pentathlon now that I know the rules. It does sound like a stretch. There we go. But hey, hey! Um, look, supportive space. I can do anything I want. Yep, can, Not true, I can't do anything I want, but um, maybe some realistic things I can do. Yeah. So just start well, a podcast. Here we are. That brings us to,
0: how are you going to get, are you going to do this? Are you going to nudge the dial towards radical change or even think about radical change? If you're someone that's got something you are considering. It's a long list, but we're going to get through it pretty quickly. Um, and I, Richard, just interrupt me if there's something that. middle uh, So Okay. I'm ready to interrupt. Okay. To embrace radical change. Number one, reflect from a future perspective to identify potential regrets. So by that, I mean, sit down and imagine you didn't do the thing that you wanted to do. It's kind of a visualization or a writing exercise. And if you didn't do that thing that you wanted to do, imagine yourself being like 70, 80 years old or on your deathbed. Would you regret not doing what you really wanted to do? let think about that. If it's strong enough, maybe
1: the radical change isn't what the hand is up. Um, this may be point number two. So I might have jumped the gun, but it's the flip side of this. And I know this is the sort of stuff that I, this sort of work I do with my clients is picture the life that you would have if you did the radical change? That makes sense.
0: That may well be on the list here. And I think it should, I think we should include that if it's not in there. Fiction
1: because of alive. Yeah. If you did do the radical change. I always want to go to that positive reinforcement of like, okay, well, you know, this is scary. Change is scary. Absolutely. Could not agree more, but what's it going to look like? What's the, pe- what's the benefit going to be here? So yeah, if you can picture your life, and you can picture, you know, the, you know, whether it's oh, I can play with my grandkids, or I might go on that big hike, or I might enter the modern pentathlon in the Paris Olympics twenty twenty four for Australia, like me, then
0: yeah, we're really like this. And I think again, bringing the practical reality is that sometimes regret is the more powerful emotion. For some people, and it works better. And sometimes for people, the possibilities, like the what and emotions, the excitement is the most important. So I think it depends. Maybe someone can try both if they're interested in it. Like I think they're both useful exercises. Number two, connect with inspirational individuals who ignite your passion. So by this, it means if you haven't already, try and get out of your comfort zone. And if there's someone that you're like, Wow, this person is incredible. Or they really ignite someone and them. Make the effort to talk to them, you know, write to them, whatever it is, however you can connect to them, because you never know what can come out of these conversations.
1: Yeah. And and on that point, thank you, Brendan, for inviting me on your podcast. I know that I play this role in your life. So it's uh, it's great to be here for to support this radical change. Thank you, my lord. Only joking. Brendan is someone who I find quietly inspirational.
0: (laughs) You had to say that, didn't you?
1: Okay. Number three,
0: embracing incremental changes to build confidence for significant transformations. So this is the combination with next week's approach, that it's okay to do little things. And when you do little things, that builds momentum. And then one day you might
1: be like, okay, I'm ready for that big thing. Absolutely, hundred percent. I am. Um, yeah, nothing more to add apart from I think that sort of, you know, the first step is always the hardest. Um, so just one foot in front of the other, and and then it, that first it will dom-pound. blossom. Absolutely.
0: The next one is engage in deep self inquiry to understand your motivation. So if you're the impulsive type, maybe just think about doing something that's gonna. You know, really understand why you're going to make this radical change so whether it's therapy journaling what are some other deep inquiries i mean you could do psychedelic but of course if you do that do it safely and legally um but deep, yes already got them but let's do it again and so some sort of deep self-inquiry talking with like trusted friends to make sure that you know you're on the right track and you're not going to cause too much trouble
1: Yeah, I think, um, obviously, to sound very self-interested speaking as the therapist, but um, I think a lot of the major changes that have occurred for me over the last seven, nearly eight years have, you know, come out of deep inquiry in therapy and just, you you know, peeling the layers off the onion, as I like to call it. And seeing like what really matters and and what is it that's holding me back from from doing the things that that really matter to me. Yeah. I'll echo that.
0: And there's this famous book called A Gift of Therapy by Urban Yalom, And It's absolutely right. Big You Can do it. Do it. Number five, uh this is difficult to say, like it's not a process. It's just trust your intuition when ready to change. Try to get into the bit of your body. That whether it feels right. Some people it's their gut, sometimes it's the chest, but the bit of your body that when you just deeply know that something is right, it's usually good to trust that.
1: Yep. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I always like to do an activity where it's like, yeah, how, how does it physically feel when you talk about these things in terms of, yeah, change or if there's like, how do you, how do you want to look like in the future and how does it feel? How does it physically feel? When, uh, when you say these things so big fan yes
0: yeah but um, number six challenging doubt and fear by leaning into your courageous self and the practical activity here is if you want write down two columns one is your fearful self and one is your courageous self so on one side what would your fearful self do if you were in this situation and what would your courageous self do and you write down everything and That's because we just actually there's often two sides or many more sides to us within one individual. And it's good to just be in touch with that so you can lean into the side of yourself that you want to be. You know, if the courageous self does the stuff that you need to do, you're more likely to do it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's yeah, and you know, we're we're wired to seek safety and we're wired to do the things that keep us safe in the here and now. So I think, you know, those activities that actually challenge you know, I'm not saying do something which risks your physical safety, but, you know, those things where it's like, oh, I will not make this chance. I won't take this chance because what if something goes wrong or, yeah, I will just stay here because I know here and here is safe. So, yeah, I think it's very good to challenge that side of us, In a, you know, within reason. Within reason. This is another writing activity, but
0: recognizing the impact on relationships, anticipating change. So you can add to those previous two columns, and you can write impact on relationship. What might happen if I do X? What might happen if I give up alcohol? What might happen if I move to the US? What might happen if I learn to be a pilot? What might happen if I leave this relationship? And then you can anticipate those changes.
1: Yeah, and and I think yeah, those you know the the ripples in the water are always gonna you know fan out, and it's. You've got yourself at the core in terms of what's the change going to be for me, but there are other people who will be impacted by your by your change. So
0: Yeah. Um always important to think of the others. Number eight, use Parkinson's law to collapse time and create a sense of urgency. So this is at the stage if you're actually gonna do it. If you want to do it and you really want to do it, it's actually good to set yourself an unreasonable target. And this is science back. So if Richard wants to be a pentathlete and wants to learn how to do this, some people would say, you know, you need five years to do it, right? What? Stuff that, try and do it in six months. Because if you really, really want to do something, you'll do it. So try that. Just collapse time, see where you go. And what happens is that you might not necessarily get to the Olympic Games in 2024, but you never know, maybe you'll get to the Masters Games in 2028
1: or something like that. That wasn't a cheap (laughs) dig, was it? No, 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 no. I think that's probably a more accurate and probably realistic goal. And what we're doing is we're giving
0: you, dear listener, a buffet, like a smorgasbord of choices, like what you can... Like take the bits that seem to work for you, disregard the ones that don't. But this is a, this is an option. And that brings us to our last point here, how to embrace radical change. And it's pretty practical, this one. If you've decided you're going to do it, be intentional about it. Don't just sometimes it's really good to just write things down, gauge with a coach or a therapist or a friend, develop a concrete plan with actionable steps and seek support, clarity and efficiency. Just make it happen, write it down, like do some research and engage with a specialist or a good friend about how to do that change.
1: Yeah, and speaking as a therapist, um, you know, this is um, this is something you encounter fairly regularly in therapy, you know, making plans and how do we get there, who are we accountable to, you know, what are next steps, those sorts of things. And um, doesn't necessarily mean you have to, you know, do it on a therapist's couch. You can do it with a friend. You can be accountable. Um, you can be, a, you can listen to this podcast and, you know, you can write down some things and think about who, who you may be accountable to. Um, but yeah, account- accountability is a real key one. Um I think without accountability, um, change tends to wither. Absolutely. Um, accountability partners are.
0: Are super, we didn't talk about that specifically, but having people that hold you
1: accountable is a scientifically proven method to change. So yeah. I recommend you know, it. Whether it's someone you go for a run with in the morning or is this someone that, you know, you go and hang out with. Yeah, someone who you go and hang out with instead of going to the pub or or, or whatever. Yeah. I think if you are accountable to somebody else or, you know, some people are accountable to a higher being. Um but Whoever you are accountable to, it will aid your journey to change. Well, Richard, we're at the end of the list and
0: pretty much the end of this episode. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on it and to discuss radical change. And yeah, just want to thank you again.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been quite a journey. Um, You know, we talked about making a podcast and uh, adding our own voices to the to the many that are out there. it was a very very quite a scary thing and um, you know I think I'll I'll leave um, I'll leave our listeners with with this little story about how we came to do our podcast because I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a long time and and it was something that I was actually quite embarrassed about and the actual thought of it uh, and sharing that thought. That I had things that I think other people might want to listen to, and um, luckily I have such a good friend in Brendan, um, who is not only not only someone who is accountable, but also is encouraging and um, allowed me to you know to tell him how I was feeling and in a in a safe environment where I didn't feel belittled or embarrassed. And here we are now at the end of our first episode covering radical change and what radical change this has been so thank you very much brendan i appreciate it yeah this is exciting um
0: richard thanks for you know going on this journey with me as well it's been uh it's it's exciting and i really appreciate your your encouragement and your encouragement as well onwards next episode is incremental change really looking forward to it see you then thank you for joining me Dr. Brendan on The Self You Seek. This podcast might just change your life. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed creating it. And if you found value in today's episode, please consider following and subscribing on our YouTube channel and your preferred podcast platform. Your support is invaluable to us. And please share this podcast with your nearest and dearest so that they too can live their best, most actualized lives. Until next time... Thank you again for tuning in.